it's like four ounces. Mm-hmm. It's either it's sampling. Well, it's either with the Cuban coffee. It's either you get like, like, they don't have this in Tampa. I don't know why, but down in like South Florida, they have the um, the oil like viscous coladas. Sounds like a flower. <laughs> yeah. Well, land of we're in the land of flowers. Yeah. Uh, but it's you either get like a thimble or you get like a thermos. And there's no in between. So it's zero to 60. Yeah, at the Tropicana. You get a sip or a bucket. That's all you get, man. And now it made me mad because I used to give them shit. I hate places that don't take like debit cards or credit cards just because they don't want to. Like just because they don't want to take like an hour and figure it out. You're trying to pay in doubloons, aren't you? What's that? You're trying to pay for your coffee in doubloons. Yeah, I don't want to always have to get cash. Yeah. And then now they did it after... But not <laughs> oh, n- not by you. me. <laughs> but not by me though. I want credit for it. Um, well, okay. So you gave me this book, "A Hundred Tricks to Appear Smart in Meetings." This looks awesome. I feel like I I say a lot of these things. It's actually hilarious. So I got it as a gift, and the author is Sarah Cooper, who's also hilarious. But once you get into it, I started realizing that it was real life examples that I was pairing these. It's almost like a, a playbook for, you know, how to address a meeting. But people were actually doing this at work. So Like what? <laughs> so one of the things is um, um, like a parrot, somebody that comes in and doesn't really know a lot, and you have a meeting with them. And if I uh, give a perspective or a strategy or a operating procedure and I pause, you would think the person that's over that department would just step in and, yeah, you're right, we should also do this, basically connecting the dots. Yeah. Instead, they just literally are like a parrot, and they're like, yeah, this process, blah, sure, that. And you're like, okay, are you even awake? Are you here? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sir? <laughs> you're right. It's like, uh, we got to get our supply chain management. We got to streamline that. And it'll be like, yeah, yeah, streamline S- that. S- uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Or something like that. Yeah. A little bit better than that. I'm going to record on the phone as well, just as a backup, because I've lost a podcast before. Okay. Um, but what's it called? Yeah, I do... It's tough to be really self-aware because you're you're so worried about what you're doing, mm-hmm. like the actual work. Uh, I can't remember if I talked to you about this, but like, just a lot of meetings just are useless. They don't go anywhere. So everybody shoots out all these ideas and problems, or two people are really passionate and everybody else could give a crap, and there's no action. So it's like we just met for three hours and we're nothing's resolved. <laughs> right? We're, did right. we even just meet? No. Okay. Yeah, my my wife's in a corporate job, and it sounds like a night. It sounds like all meetings and not letting them work, yeah. or, or or like be directive quicker, you know. Um, yeah. I and I I've, I've become a big nerd about meetings. Where if I'm on my game, hopefully eventually we'll have some kind of administrative help in here. But if I'm on my game, like you write a pre-meeting agenda, yeah, and then once I'm done. At the end, I'm always like, all right, here are the next steps. So every meeting I put in my calendar, this is how nerdy it's gotten, is like I allot like 15, 30 minutes before uh, to get prepped, which is something I never did. I was just well, like – I mean, you have to. And the I have to now. Yeah. Um, if I have an assistant, maybe that will be done for me or kind of brief to me. Yeah. Uh, and then post-meeting, that will never change because – you're going to have to always have that. All right, so I have a meeting with someone, and then there's always a next step. 
Yeah. And that's where I, I used to be really lazy. And once I started really doing both of those things, it kind of was like, oh, you're really on top of all your stuff. And I'm like, I don't feel that way because that's how I grew up. Mm-hmm. But just making like follow-ups in uh, my to-do app. I think it's mo- it's more ingrained in certain people that actually just – they don't want the monotony of like death by a meeting, like let's have eight meetings. No, let's do one, identify a problem. Here's our recap email of what everybody's going to do. And next week, come prepared with everything. But there's so many people nowadays or in at work. You're that, a, you're, let's say corporate. Yeah, corporate. Let me America. get you closer to that mic. You got it. Yeah. It's yeah. Okay. Oh, I'm there okay. it is. Now it's sultry. Now I'm yeah. a different person. Mm-hmm. Um, you can move it around if you want to. There's so many people now, though, let's say corporate America, that you go to a meeting and you have it, and it's it's more work now to actually go to that meeting than it is to just pull two people aside and say, let's knock this out or change direction. Yeah. But everybody wants to be in on that meeting, and some people almost look at it negatively if you go in there and you're authoritarian and say, okay, we're going to do this, this, and this, mm-hmm. and these are our follow-up follow steps, like, go. Some people don't, like, I think it's an old school generational thing that they don't like that, but if you don't, nothing gets done. Who doesn't like that? Our age group? No, I think our age group is more more adapt to that because they don't want to waste time. They have the sense of urgency. Yeah, I hate all these uh, millennial articles about, like, how all millennials are shitty. And, by the way, we didn't name ourselves. I wouldn't have gone by millennial. So let's talk about that because, right. to me, 84 – that's my. That's when I was born. Same. I'm putting it out there. Mm-hmm. How the how? You're brave. You're so brave. I I don't even care anymore. <laughs> so if you know how old I am, that's great. Uh, Vanity Fair should do a piece on you. How brave you are. They would. You just yeah. gave mm-hmm. your, you gave your age. And out. then the backlash would be fierce. Yeah. So <laughs> then people would hate me. Right. How are we millennials? Uh, I, I don't understand. We didn't. G- we grew up with house phones. Right. Right. Uh, well, it. Plus, defining generations is really tough. Um, and I read something that every generation hates the generation after them. Um, even though the the result of whatever shittiness millennials have is a result of baby boomers or Generation X. Yeah. So uh, it's really their fault. It it swims back up any any shittiness. So, like, the coddling thing or the thing of, like um, – you know, what what's perceived to be like participation trophy generation or whatever, we didn't want those either. Like, Mm-mm. I didn't I didn't like those. Like getting getting a participation trophy, you still knew you're a fucking loser. Your friends still know you lost, right? Like, thanks, right. mom, but thanks everybody's still laughing. Yeah. Uh, so it's like, I'd rather get nothing yeah. and have no attention shined on you. Yeah, and be like, just avoid it altogether. Did you even? I wasn't even in the race. I don't know what you're talking about. No, I wasn't there this morning. Right. They used to give out eighth, eighth place for track, and it's like there's eight people in the heat. <laughs> no, you're last. What buddy. am I doing with this? Congratulations. You just wasted a bunch of nylon. Uh, so that's like, I, it's weird, but at the same time, we probably know. I think this is just an age thing too. That while you and I probably stress out about working all the time. Uh, you know, we still know the lion's share of our, our, let's say, friends, acquaintances, whatever, that aren't doing anything. Mm, um, but people. I think the big thing is, if you have to do a sweeping generalization, is it's more about being flexible and, uh, and going towards something you want. Because we grew up 
in the I call it like the modern internet era because like technically the internet started in like the 60s, but oh. uh, like consumer level didn't go to the 90s, right? Yeah. AOL, all those discs, whatnot. So like I say, we grew up with the internet and this ability to have access to information, mm-hmm. right? So I learn, I'm able to teach myself. I've taught myself like I don't know four dozen. Uh, computer programs just by watching YouTube videos or mm-hmm. following the instructions online or whatever. No one sat with me to do it. You don't have to get a degree to learn that kind of training. It's not like a certificate program or you had to pay for that. It's like you go online and just figure it out too. Motivation and yeah. not every never not every asshole with a YouTube video is giving a good tutorial. But yeah. just like every teacher is not going to teach really well, right? Or every book, anyway. Uh, so. I didn't know if you had more to to lament about uh, being called a, a millennial. Oh, my! I just I think it's like the generalization. It doesn't help when you go into work and someone sees you younger. I think you have to go get past that and actually have a conversation with them. And within the first five minutes, you can easily determine whether they're one or the other as far as um, if they're driven, what motivate them. I, I think it's, I'm still a whole believer in it's your environment and how you grew up as opposed to when you were born. Yeah. Oh, like I would 100%. say so. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, you know, if things came easy to you, <laughs> the <laughs> workforce is gonna be really tough for you. Right. Uh, well, all right. Let's go back. I want to go back to the, these uh, <laughs> dumb shit things people say in meetings. A uh, hundred tricks to appear smart in meetings. I feel like this is your book. I'm, oh I'm promoting. Oh my god! I love it. Um, any? Do you want to? Did you earmark any of this or? So one of the ones is it gives you a playbook on uh, like a whiteboard meeting of, you know, how to appear smart. You just walk into the meeting and no matter what the conversation's about, go with the Venn diagram. <laughs> Regardless, maybe color in the middle. Just go up there. I see it. Have confidence. Draw <laughs> Ten key strategies for appearing smart. Draw Venn diagram. Number one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is hilarious. I love this. Um, all right. What do you see? in real life besides the parrot the venn diagram a lot of times they'll sit next to the person that it uh i guess appears to have the most um competence on the subject mm-hmm. and they'll sit next to them so it looks like they're co-leading the meeting and they have no idea why they're even in the room do you think that's conscious or subconscious oh no definitely conscious because people are going to associate themselves um with internal politics in a, within a corporation anyway uh-huh. so i think it's just an an overlapping item that like if someone is on the C-suite level or a senior vice president and people are trying to get closer to those people that it just naturally happens. But the best part is what I do is secretly I've already identified these people and pointed about with within the corporate environment. So mm-hmm. I will literally make it my job during the meeting to be like, I cannot wait to ask that guy a question uh, and him have no idea what he's talking so about. So do you go into a room like I, I can't help it? In a lot of ways, and it's probably why I do stand up and do consulting is uh, I think you probably have the same thing, too, where it's like you go in and and whether you're purposely trying to assess everything in the room or or just subconsciously it just happens. Mm -hmm. uh, You feel like a little Jason Bourne ish, like a a very keyboard soft Jason Bourne. Mm -hmm. But uh, like you go in, you're like, okay, that guy's clearly hungover. Um, 
that guy's in an argument with his wife. He's all thumbs on the text messages. Yeah, this gr- this <coughs> girl looks like she's got her shit together. Mm-hmm. She's keeping everything. I bet she coordinates her schedule like crazy. Like, yeah, uh, knows, like wakes up at six a.m. on the weekends. Yeah, when her socks are ironed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those types. Um, sure. Yeah, so I feel like you go in. And I do, I do this with stand-up Sometimes crowds. to a fault, though. Sometimes I'm so concerned on that, I'll get pinpointed to ask a question, and I'll be like, yeah, her socks are from Nordstrom's. I saw them. Like, <laughs> oh, oh we're, we're talking about the profit. Okay, yeah, got it. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, profit like socks right. in Nordstrom's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they you guys seen Stance? Stance has got some cool socks, Guys, man. guys, yeah, yeah. Bring it back. Yeah. Um. So what – yeah, I feel like there's – there's a lot of that. I feel like we're doing a very NPR kind of talk. Um, hey. Which but sh- yeah. What so what else is going on? I want to talk strategy stuff. I don't know if you had any agenda to get up other than just to say hey. So one of the which I do I do like to hang out. I mean I that's I'm, that's the only reason I'm that's here. I should have brought donuts just to come up and be like Well hey. it is look, doing the podcast is like it is a good reason to have a 45 minute conversation and I'm not going to look at my phone. You know, we're not going to be, I won't it, assess your socks and how much you've ironed them. They're, they're Auburn socks. So you probably like or Eagle. Yeah. I do. Uh, so got those on stance for sure. Nice. Hey, why don't you be a sponsor stance? Fucking get with it. Um, I'll get the Gucci main socks. That's what I really If want. that's how that works, that would be amazing. Yeah. Um, but I know we were talking about millennials. One of the things um, I want to talk to you about was basically like ageism in the workforce. Yeah. So I had to, I had a team in the past where um, it was like outside uh, business sales reps, all ages, everything. And it just seemed um, of no fault of their own. The people that we interviewed in different markets, the older generation, mm-hmm. uh, was almost like banging down the door in their interview, if you know what I'm saying, like really just overshooting it, overselling themselves mm. o- to a point where they were almost less confident in their skills. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of uh, the people we got that were younger were almost underconfident and came off cocky. So <coughs> I wanted to, I know it was almost like your coffee situation. It was zero to 60. So I just wanted to see what oh. you thought about like, yeah, bringing it full circle, mm-hmm. how you thought people like the best way to present yourself in the workplace, um, coming off confident, but relatable. And I know a lot of people have problems with this looking in the job market anyway. I thought, I, all right. So I thought about this a lot. Uh, I think and go also doing stand up, you're kind of always like thinking you're kind of, you're, you're narcissistic for sure, but you're always, you're constantly thinking about yourself and like who you are and how you project yourself. So, yeah. Uh, I've had a little bit of a different angle, but I, th- I think because I'm, you're constantly doing that, you're constantly thinking of stories or things you observed, um, but how it's perceived by you in the scenario. And so I think like, plus you get instant feedback from, from a crowd. Right, they're going to yell at you. <laughs> well, I don't get too many people yelling. If they heckle, I almost kind of like it. Not all the time, but... Mm-hmm. I like, I'm like, oh, you don't even know what you just walked into because mm. I can riff. So, so it'll light a fire under you to make you almost do better, right? Right. Okay. So it made, so over, I was bad at handling it. You know, I've been doing it 11 or 12 years or whatever, but like in the first half of those, I wasn't that great at it. And now I feel like, oh, I, I know how to play this game a little bit. And it, this, this will go into the job part of this. 
uh, of your of answering your question, but it's like I feel like a lot of people don't know thyself. Like self awareness is one of the hardest things for anybody to learn. I think. Let's just talk about spatial awareness. Ooh. You ever been on a flight mm. and then like people don't know they have a backpack on? Why are you breathing so hard? Well, like why are you breathing? Right. Why are you breathing? You know you snore. No one told right? you to take off your shoes. It this is not a ball pit. Right. So just take the airplane mm-hmm. as like the swaths of people that go on there. Oh my God. Majority don't have that spatial awareness. So there, there's that thing. Like I was uh, – I tried <laughs> to do a bit about like Southwest attendance because they just stopped doing standards of like – of because they get sued, I guess of what their body type could be. Oh but God. literally, no, look, this is going to sound like I'm a dick, but no, I'm saying I like, agree with you, if so. your hips, if both your hips, if your ass touches both sides of the aisle, if it touches C and D mm-hmm. in the aisle, uh, at the same time, that should be, sta- like you shouldn't, I don't know, maybe you do it like Hooters and hire people as models. Um it might be a good body image comparison. If you showed them, look, you didn't pay for this lazy boy. You're taking up a whole couch. You got to pay for a whole couch. Yeah. I'm, no, I'm saying, the, it, I'm saying the attendance. I'm saying, like, you're in this every day, hmm. walking up and down. You got to feel that brushing against you or you just ignore it. And I get it. Like, as, as I'm having, like, we have a five-month-old now. You have how many kids? One, right? Yep. Okay. Five? Two. One. Okay. Uh, two? No, like one kid, she's two. Oh, one kid, she's two. Okay. <laughs> I couldn't remember. I was like, I know there's at least one. <laughs> uh, I've but never, you're right. I've if never met the kids, so uh, I only see pictures soon, online. Soon. Um, so it's that thing of like, you can totally zone out your kid mm-hmm. crying. I try not to in public. I'm sure you're the same way. Yeah. But you can zone it out at home for oh, sure. Easily. But uh, so I'd say spatial awareness one. <laughs> self-awareness too because self is like i think a macro of that um i feel like uh a lot yeah a lot of people don't know what they don't know which is true you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like hey i'm not i know i'm not a programmer right i know enough i know enough to talk to programmers but if you're smart enough to ask just basic general questions and not be pompous to make assumptions to actually learn the knowledge you need to learn yeah that's what i hate people that are not willing to just ask a question right hey well how do i get here what do i do there because i'm sure being a comedian coming into you know consulting you have to fight preconceptions all the time like i'm sorry a consult what so i figured out comedy it translate well stand up my stand up comes from frustration right? right so it's the same thing in business. I get yeah. frustrated. Like, I guess uh, I empathize with small businesses, and I get mad. That, like, you're doing this wrong, and I like it makes. But they me don't wanna, know, right? They don't know. And now, they don't I'm, know. And now yeah. I'm like getting aggressive, like John Taffer, <laughs> going in there. <laughs> Shut it down! Like Turn going in and like, yeah, we're gonna do a stress test, okay? Uh, no, but I think I think that thing of like, okay, I I know a lot about kind of basic psychology and that's kind of a lot of business too mm-hmm. um i feel like i feel like a lot of hiring is can i hang out with this person at 2 a.m if we have to cram on something right 
um, your ability to problem solve from the hiring side, mm-hmm. I think is important. I think we're, that lack of uh, self-awareness is, I don't know. It, it It's a mixture of people just, let's try to, let's try to figure out like reverse engineer why they don't have that. Do you think it's com- like people around them? So I think one of the biggest things is a lot of people don't know their self-worth and so they doubt themselves. So then they, they lack the confidence to basically have themselves and carry themselves a certain way. And then secondly, at work, other managers or leader positions are not, there are just some leaders that are not good at giving good feedback. Like if I'm going to be honest with someone, I'm going to say, look, you do a great job, but you come off this way. Mm-hmm. You are way too loud in that meeting. Watch the tone of your voice and check your body language. Yeah. There are some people that can't do that because they just either don't have the experience or the way they give it comes off like the person giving the feedback is an asshole. Right. And you have to take the feeling completely out or you are doing more damage to that person now. Well, I used to think management courses were silly, and now I'm like, oh. This is why. People will need more. <laughs> I, I think just the management courses provided generally are just really corny and not helpful. They're um, very vague. They're extremely vague. But because it'll be yeah, because it'll be like it'll it'll almost be like a sexual discrimination kind of seminar. Like yeah, it'll be so vague and so bland that you're not really learning. That's why I tell everybody do improv, do an improv class. Mm-hmm. You're gonna learn how to ping and pong off of. You're yeah. gonna learn how to yes and but not sound like a parrot. Right. You're gonna learn how to walk in the room. And see everybody, everybody's kind of unique uh, mannerisms and mm-hmm. what they're about. You kind of dress the way you want to dress to kind of, whether you know it or not, you're dressing in a way to to say, this is kind of who I am. In the right. corporate setting, it's a little tough because you got... You got to iron your socks. You got to iron, iron your socks. Hard. Um, and then, like, uh, you're going to you're gonna be able to figure out the psychology of the people you're talking to, but you're also going to be able to listen. That's mm-hmm. the other thing too. A lot of people get nervous in those interviews. They don't really listen to the question. They're like, "I got to get to the point where I tell them about this part of my resume." I've worked for the railroad, and then I went this, and I did a uh, uh, logistics and metrics, and I did. But wh- how old are you? How right. How old are you? Like they completely, they just shoot it off because they think that they just want to hear numbers and words. And it's like, let's just have a conversation. You're gonna have to do it. It's you got to weave it in at some point, mm-hmm. but it has to be more conversational. Um, yeah, it's tough. I, I I can't tell you the I haven't had a like I haven't had to do a lot of uh a lot of interviews actually. Now I'm thinking about it. I haven't had to do a lot. Mm-hmm. I've been around a bunch just uh I guess I did a lot when I was really young, but like in the workforce, but I don't know how it is now. Is is I don't think anything's much different in 10 years, right? It's not much different. Like, everybody, you always want to perceive how you want to come off. So, like, your appearance is key, number one. Like, please make sure you showered. You don't need to be in a suit and iron your socks, but, like, yeah. smell good, you gotta look be in appropriate. A suit. No, I, I actually, feel like you should. Depending on what you're going for. Si- I always say side. Yeah, well, look, if you're going to be a manager at Chili's, like, maybe you don't have to. Straight to the top in a suit. <laughs> well, you know, you want to. Dress for the job you want, I I'm guess. Telling you, yeah, and that you know that model still sticks with it. But I think a lot of people, when we like we flew around and went to all these different locations to hire a a whole bunch of people, and one of the main things we did was whether you brought your CV, your resume, r- whatever you brought, I would always turn it over and just ask the person and say, okay, well, start with telling me what you've done, 
and a lot of people just mess up the resume so bad that it almost will what it doesn't help them what do you mean if you come in for a job interview and you put every single job that you've had <laughs> oh i do not want to know that you are a professional mail clerk for four months hey you worked your way up in between man. well they add just so much i'm like stick to like the basics of what you're going for they don't really tailor it people think that you shouldn't have different types of resumes so you really should you should tailor it if i'm going for a sales job um managerial skills oh, uh, that's yeah i didn't like think about that just you just change your target words of what you've done mm-hmm. um because sales a sales one is going to be more uh Revenue generated right. by me. Yeah, that's going to be pretty. What have you produced? Right. What is your production level? Because that's all, all. Most sales is just straight to the point like that. Yeah, and the same thing. The same way you have like an SEO uh, search online, you're going to want your resume to have those keywords pop out. <laughs> so if you use the same one, you just SEO. lost. You just lost everybody. SEO. I literally before we got here, I was like, I have to write something about SEO, and everybody thinks they know what it is, but they don't really know what it is well that's the problem for small businesses and even large corporations now i'm getting angry yeah that yeah why they don't want to go online or utilize like marketing and sales online because they don't understand it and if you you have to use metaphors like look that's what we're trying to do here we use metaphors all day man you if you don't make it black and white for people they are terrified and they won't put their money in it right so that's why you should actually put your money in your resume whether you use somebody to help you or just take the time to alter it and keep three sets of one resume regardless of what you're ever going for hmm. but turn it over and practice talking about instances of where you worked and why you were good and what about the infographic style of uh, resume is that corny or is that twofold one if you're not a graphic designer how about that okay yeah 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 so i would stay away from or it if you're not design. in that field you could still do it if you hired someone to do it for you that was a good graphic designer um, if you can specifically talk to the points, if you don't know what's going on, don't even bring that. And two, I think it's only applicable in marketing or online. I don't think any. I don't think a manager mm-hmm. should come in and be like, "Here's my cool resume, and it's got <laughs> pictures on it, and it's like, awesome." Can you lead a team? What would you tell me in this scenario? I want to shoot out real life scenario questions and see how right. you would fix that, whether yeah. you have the knowledge or not. Like, what are your basic go tos? Yeah, and that that's. R- I think it's that thing of like. The Google questions, I think they stopped doing a lot of them. But oh, my God, I hate them. <laughs> are you talking about the ones where it's like, if you were a serial, what would you be and why? Oh, no, no. Okay, I, I, I like that. I like those. Uh, I'm not, cause cause there's, there's I'm no not going to hire a Lucky Charms guy. Well, oh, well, yeah, clearly. he Magically delicious. Right. Clearly, you, I'd say no cereal. It's not healthy for you. And then, boom. Oh, I'd be like, I eat kale. Yeah. So hire Boom. Me. <laughs> no one likes kale, uh, uh. but like, I'm trying. I'm trying to think. Like, now, now I'm thinking about kale and cereal. What were we talking about? The Google questions. I'm trying. Oh to yeah. I don't think I've had those come up yet. They just want to see you try to figure out the answer. That's all they want. They're okay. elaborate. I don't know them off the top of my head. My wife uh, uh, sh- showed me a bunch of them, and they're silly. And then she. I was like, I'd say the blatant answer, like, oh, you know, just get on the train. She's like, no, this is what they <laughs> want. <laughs> you just get like, on the train. Like, it'd, uh. it'd be like some scenario like that. And it'd be like, then she's like, no, you need to show, you need to kind of almost not, 
you have to think about it out loud to them. You look at all the routes of the day, see which one's coming at the appropriate time, and go ahead and call your employees to see if they can make that route so we can all get to the meeting. Right. So, But no one's going to think like that. Yeah, people do. You're a strategist. I think a lot of people – see, that's the other thing, too. I think a lot of people have more strategy in them. Uh, than they realize. Right. Yeah. But they don't, kn- they don't know how to articulate it a lot mm-hmm. of times. I feel like I can always default back to football kind of mentality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I have a question like that, all right, so how many people do we have in this scenario? And then it's just like, okay, execute the play. Okay, so how are we going to do this? By what time? Mm -hmm. All those things. Um, And now I'm doing it every day, so it's not not as hard, but – uh, I can use infographics in I college football. They hold Fuck. up the play cards where it's like Gumby plus Cam Newton plus Kale. Well, that's iconography to me. That's like that's one of my pa- favorite parts of the entire game. Yeah, because uh, like w- how they choose those pictures. I know. I, <laughs> I want to be in on that. I want to know. I want. I do want to find that. Like, cause like, oh, excuse me. Can you add Nicki Minaj on the right corner? That's what I need to remind and myself. And you have to make them so different. You couldn't have like that. The other teams like they put up Nicki Minaj again. They're going wide. Well, no, no, they change it up every week. Okay, then you we ha- clearly got it. I'm writing a letter. To. I'm gonna call somebody, and I need to be if in they on figured that out, If they figured out a pattern in two weeks, mm-hmm. right? If everything correlated automatically, then it'd be like, if you don't even have to be like, <laughs> like uh, Alan Turing to figure that out. Yep, they're throwing you know? it. Gumby mm. <laughs> on the sideline. I got you. So it's like they they switch it up every week. That's what's to me. That's what's the craziest is because they. They're teaching a new set of those icons. Yeah, so you, I don't think they give them enough credit. You have to rem- memorize the playbook, practice, train. Then they're going to associate those plays with different pictures every right every game. Yeah, well, it's it's <sighs> drilled in your head. I'm I think so confused. Well, I think you learn how to forget after a week. After a week, you know, like after a game, like in college, you know, prepping for biology, and you just memorize, and then I don't even know where the patella is. Right. Yeah. I well, I feel like uh, when I did stand up, how about that? I did stand up for the first couple of times. I dwell on that set, and then right now when I get off, I don't even think about. I barely remember what I talked about. Really? Yeah. So it, it's just that thing of like, you learn how to do that part more, and the more you do it, the longer you've been doing it, it just gets drilled in your head. I'm only learning this for a couple a couple of days. And then just. Everything raised. And then delete it, yeah. You can train yourself to do that, I think. I was going to say, that's an important skill to have. Uh, yeah, I think you need it for a lot of bullshit. Like, drama, people's mm. drama. They're like, do you, don't you remember that he, uh, your friend was, you know, talk, flirting with that girl in front of her? I'm like, in front of his wife? I'm like, no. Yeah, well, you also. I deleted that from my head, you know. I think that's a. Dude thing. Yeah, because I'm going back to fifth grade. When you <laughs> stole, yeah, my boyfriend, and I remember your name specifically. <laughs> I, like, I stole and your the date, no, <laughs> and the date and time. Like chicks put that. I stuff didn't know in myself. A, I guess in fifth we, grade, <laughs> we've got a vault, and all that stuff stays in there. But I agree, you can That's dwell why on it. I did. That does make sense. Why I went to a Jesuit high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I feel like, how about this? I, I want to talk about this hiring in general, right? Mm-hmm. So I felt like it is. How do you get an? I, I've been uh, obsessing about this for the last like six, six to eight months probably because uh, we want to scale at some point. Right. Um, and I, I I come up with thresholds for a small business. I feel like you got to go. We have to get to this amount of revenue, and I have to get to this amount of time per week to be able to kind of allow time to manage. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm working on that. So 
once we get to these thresholds, then then we do it. But I have people I've been talking to along the way. Like if I had, if we were doing a million a year, I'd be like, "What's up? Why don't you?" <coughs> right. What are you doing? You but know? that's always good. You have so I still have my list right now of like the people that you value and know that autonomously they could just get it done. You'd be like, "Hey, I need you to." Monday through Friday, this is your job, manage this, make sure this shit gets done, boom. And yeah. they could just kill it. So you always keep those people in your back pocket. But there's a lot of businesses that because they grow so fast when they're small, then I'm glad you said that you've, you've already mapped out like the threshold because you have to have that one point where we cannot add headcount until we get to this number or this thing, yeah. let's say. Unless, you know, you can have floaters and then, you know, well, contracted employees or whatever. Well, right now our whole model is – we have so because I have to vet. I've probably vetted 150 freelancers, so we have that many people in our Rolodex. Some wow. people, about 90% of them are local because I like having that face to face, even though I may not meet them face to face. But if we have to, we can get yeah. together in a conference room and just hammer to make out. it a possibility. Yeah, there's something to be said about it. Plus, if you have a local client, it's better to have a local freelancer subbed. Mm -hmm. uh, just because it, it may have a feel. Now, sometimes you go against that if you're trying to be like, hey, we need design that looks New York and L.A., and yeah. a lot of the designers don't have that here. I have people like that. But um, anyway, so we have uh, – that's been a, like the game within the game for us the last almost two years of doing this place. Right. So I'm like kind of trying to procure talent as like – it almost becomes a fun – fun game but what i tell people about hiring people like when we're doing consulting i go here's what you don't want and this is a long-term play so you have to think of project management you got your long-term goals short-term goals right? right how do you have an office so i use our scenario for them mm -hmm. uh, and i go what are your thresholds to hire that third attorney at your law firm mm -hmm. um or the a paralegal you know to be support uh, w you know, and what would that look like? What would that job look like, and all that stuff? Start thinking about that now, even though we're six to six months to a year away, right? Because you're gonna gravitate towards more people that might fill that position, um, just because you started thinking about it way earlier. Yeah, that, and then just talking to keeping the people close that are that are like minded with yourself in business, and even in their, um even outside of work, like what they do, if they're family oriented, um, if they have certain characteristics that like you share together, those are the type of people that you want to start talking to now, because if you don't, with the speed and growth of a company, you don't want to be in the situation where like you just have to hire because you have to hire. That's right. the worst That's mistake ever. Well, and we're, everybody in business, I'm finding out is really bad at planning. Hey, I'm not great at it either. So it's horrible. Well, but it's I bet you're not. They but look at the now. Uh, right. They it don't forecast, and forecast is the biggest thing that will make or break whether you're going to make a million, billion-dollar company or you guys did great, and then you just dropped the ball, so you're done. Right, and so it's that thing of, like, I did train myself to get better at planning because I was fucking horrible at it. Right. Um, but the other thing, like you're saying, I try to I tell clients, I go, how do you not have an office space scenario, right? Mm -hmm. I go, there's... You know why big corporate places kind of suck? It's because they don't put a lot of effort into thinking about this way ahead of time about their, their corporate culture. Mm -hmm. Now, because you're a small business doesn't mean you can't think about what's the culture you want to have in here. What do you want to cultivate? 
Mm-hmm. Like I want this, I want this office to be like an entrepreneurial, um, kind of not like a we work, but like a. I want like to we're not talking nap pods. But we're talking about like culture within your environment, and you got to carry that yeah, all the way through. Nap oh pods would God. be great, fine, whatever. But fine. that's not. I don't want the features of the office to be the office. I want it to yeah. be. You want to go in, yeah. right? So we just had uh, lovely Samantha come in. She didn't work for us, but I, I like the people we're working with a lot. Hey, come use the office. We've got enough room. Yeah. Uh, I like sharing ideas between a lot of people. Yeah. And so I w- you want ideas to be able to flourish. Like I want to get a digital dry board, and here's one of the next moves. So if you do have a good idea, and we are writing it up, that – not having to take a picture of it and get it over to like, you know, then actually map it out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to need an Excel workbook on that. Uh, what? On tracking of your project, of your job. Is that how no, you, no, no. you roll? No, there's just some people that I know. Well, they just put so much into it and it's like, no, forget it. Let's just collaborate. It's a great idea or it's not. And then right. move it on. Right. Uh, I always say that with like design and branding stuff. It's like, yeah. does it make sense? in the blink test you know and if it doesn't if you're not immediately like that works yeah or it doesn't that's i so when i give people logos i give them the concepts Mm -hmm. and i do it i stole this from uh adam carolla's podcast he said like the best way to do paint swatches right pick paint color for your wall Mm -hmm. is you put three swatches on the wall you bring a friend in and i'd bring you in turned around and then I quickly turn it around and go pick, pick the one you like out of the three, as fast as you can, because that's going to be the one, right? So your first instinct's usually better, right? Um, so that's how I do it with logos too, because that's how other people perceive it too. Yeah, it's they're going to see it for a second, right? But well, I think that like, I think visually, it's a that's easier for a lot of people to do. Whereas I think one of my skills that I'm really good at is like reading people. So rather than just people choosing something based on a visual image, being able to have a conversation with someone and be able to say whether they're going to last, not last, (laughs) I can train them or they're gone. Usually within 30 minutes, I'm able to identify people that either you can mentor, train, have a worth, have no stake in whatever you're talking (laughs) about, or may or may not even work here. What? So... Throw some, so throw some of those negatives out there. Like, if they, what about if they like fiddle with a cigarette or have that like, I gotta fit, I gotta fidget with something. So you can still have nerves, or they have the little like fidget tools now, which I I I think are awesome. That little like like click twist, whatever. I I, I've debated buying that. Yeah. I don't, I don't need it. Um, I usually will just ramble instead of like fidget with something, but Mm -hmm. um, I think it's a good tool for people to have. It's more about have you can tell by someone's conversation. (laughs) Husband's like. Well, why don't we get that fidget tool? Yeah, he uh, he's got four. We're yeah, that's a whole another podcast. Um, but when are you going to start a podcast in here? What's going on? Um, all right, that's also another podcast because we're working on that. All right, all right. Um, so just from talking to someone, you can actually tell whether they're like passionate, have even thought about the conversation that you're about to have with them, mm-hmm. or they just want to shoot the shit. Or they're not even really sure why they agreed to come talk to you or reached out to ask you questions. Yeah. So at work, you can identify those people and then you can say, well, what, if anything, have you done to better yourself? Like if you want to go more in business, have you sought out other people that do what you like? Mm-hmm. 
have you taken any certificate courses or anything? Because now we're at an age where, like, I don't care if you have a PhD or an AA or vocational trading. If you can implement that, too. (laughs) You can't put that on your resume. I mean, you might be. Defeats the purpose of it. But if you can talk about it intelligently, that shows me you can carry a good conversation. You have knowledge behind something. You're not, I don't think you're supposed to, though. Oh, I think you are. Are you? Oh, you're right. Maybe it's like a secret. I would think like from an instance of I got through it and uh, I overcame it, but maybe. maybe it's like a secret society and you're not supposed to. It's like Fight Club-ish. Like we don't talk which about Which is why it. they're in anonymous meetings in the beginning. Anonymous. I think that's the whole word behind it. There we go. That was our pilot for something we shot called really? Anonymous. I never showed that to you? No. Oh, we shot it like three, four Oh, wait. Are you ago. even allowed to tell me about this because it's yeah. anonymous? Uh, well, that was the joke. Okay. Uh, that was the joke in the pitch. Um, okay, perfect. So you're right on point. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, it was, it was, it, we didn't mean for it to be kind of the beginning of Fight Club style, but it was four dudes that go to anonymous meetings. Four dudes. Four friends that okay. tr- go to anonymous meetings trying to be the best at the meeting, but each of them had their own addiction. So, mm, like, okay. mine was uh, a sex addict. Of course it was. Um, my buddy Matt was uh he was a drug addict. Um my buddy Matt Fernandez, really funny. Follow him on Twitter, Fat Fernandez. Nice. Um John Jacobs, yes. Maybach Diamonds on uh on Twitter. He was a gambling addict. Okay. And then we did one really atypical, which we thought was the funniest, was uh JB Ball, uh who was on Kevin Hart's uh, heart of the city on Comedy Central mm-hmm. recently. Uh, he was, <laughs> he had uh, body dysmorphia issues. Oh yes, because he's a he's a tall, skinny black guy. Perfect. And we we're like, I, this any straight too? I feel like, hmm. I feel like there. I never heard of any like straight black dudes, tall, yeah, no. skinny that would be like, yeah, I'm bulimic. So we were just like, I we wanted to play against that. Some people probably hate this if they're hearing it. Uh, but you've a pro- I promise you, some people. I promise you we spun it into a way that it made it It's a really a positive piece, guys. It, 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 it helped up, a lot of people. It ended up, su- the character <laughs> was supposed to be that. Like, it, w- it would actually help. And it would be the insensitiveness of the other three around them about what's going on so to there, play see? off. Comedy's about contrast. I'll, I'll break it all down. You know who I wanted to talk to you about, and I'm glad you brought that up, is you had a friend that recently had a Showtime special. Uh, which one? Um, Mr. Kreischer? I... Burt Kreischer? Yes. The Machine? Oh, my Mugatu. Yeah. His... I was dying laughing Have the entire time. I've never m- met him. Uh-huh. I know of him. I followed um, his work. It, it had me literally dying and I I mean that's the entire time too there was no there wasn't even like a down pause there were no th- there weren't any jokes that like he lost me on so I was just that's like awesome oh my god and he's from Tampa yep went to Jesuit high school in Tampa uh, first we had Rufio now we have Rufio Rufio graduated from uh um not Jefferson but um Gaither? yeah uh, uh, who's Rufio again <laughs> I'm sorry I, I think from Hook Rufy. Oh, I never saw Hook. Okay, everybody can go ahead and, and turn I this <laughs> off right now. <laughs> I I watched it with my cousin. I was like, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, so I'm for real, when I was like real 10. people, um, 
he's like the best Peter Pan movie ever for kids. But the bad guy, well, he wasn't, I guess he was the good guy, but whatever. He was like completely most out- outrageous, retarded character. And then my brother did some research and was like, he is our claim to fame, <laughs> which was really sad. I, uh, I'll i take uh, John Matuzak, who is uh, Sloth from the Goonies. Mm, for a thousand. That's, he played football. He played football at University of Tampa, now does not have a football program. Uh, because the ta- <laughs> because of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, we they made showed a deal. them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, for people outside of the area, I think they're bored with the I'm Tampa stuff. That. But uh, yeah, Bert is he's a great dude. Uh, I think I've opened for him like forty times or something silly. Because mm. I'll a- I'll I won't host anymore at the club here. But if he's in town, I'll I'll ask to host. Just because he uh, when I first started doing stand up, he was nice enough to meet me up and kind of give me some advice and mm-hmm. I was real green and 21 years old and met him at the uh, Hollywood improv. And, um, and then I'll, 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 he probably thinks I'm a fanboy to him. I feel like, I hope I don't have that. Like, cause I, I'll like no, every now and again, probably just, it's just, I don't know. Well, it's weird. Comics are weird. You never know like what's going on. It, it's a ga- mental game in the hiring process. Yeah. Like are they thinking about what I'm thinking about is, oh, you know, okay. you're doing that back and forth. But is your industry open like that, where you have mentorships? Like in the corporate world, people will seek out other like-minded and will mentor them and everything. So or is it more? A little bit. You just kind of you you learn by watching and observing, uh, kind of like you would your act. There's like kind of class groups. Uh, but that's hard because then you don't want to take on their mannerisms or jokes or the way they do it. Right. You have to interpret it into your own style, and I think that's. Yeah, it's hard to hi- find your ho- yeah. your own voice, which goes back to what we talked like about in the beginning, finding yeah. who you are. So it that's why it's like it did take me a while to figure out, oh, my frustration is kind of that's the point. That's the the wick uh, or the flint or whatever you want to call it, the spark to get a joke going for me. So if I'm talking about how I have to see – Someone driving in the slow lane, mm. Mm. and I have to see their fucking face. Hurts. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like once don't I get around them, me. I'm like, I have to fucking, I have to see their face. Yeah. I don't get angry at all, except when I'm driving, and someone slows shit, and they have She's stuffed like animals in the back windshield. Sir, you knew what you did. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I, but I, but whoever it is, yeah, I'm gonna like have a million, a million hates on that person. One time I saw a dude. A CrossFit guy, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, Most likely. I'm stereotyping. Okay. But uh, he was taking a selfie as he was driving. And I was like, I'm oh, that was satisfying. I'm glad I almost got in a wreck to see his face <laughs> to go around him. Anyway, um, I feel like that corporate culture thing is a big deal. And I try to tell people, like, you know, as we help you grow, because our whole philosophy here is, like, we want to grow with you. The better you do the better we look. Yeah. Um, and that's They not have to be willing to grow individually, though, too, not just as a I corporation. Tell, I tell them that, too. That's the biggest thing. Yeah, I go, look, you got to come, you're going to have to come my way a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'll teach you all my side of it, all the digital side, general business kind of yeah. uh, study. I'll send you case studies. I'll send you things that are going to help you. You got to continue to educate. Like, I'll talk to a dentist or a lawyer or whatever, and I'll go, look, you're a lawyer second, your businessman first now. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how you have to think about it. You have to do both for it really well, but you need to compartmentalize those because mm-hmm. you're gonna 
be the lawyer. That's the actual work. The actual work part is like 20%. Right. It's really weird. I didn't I didn't think about it this way. It's 20, 30% maybe when you're a small business. Well, think about it, just like being a comedian. Your skill is your talent, and that's the actual work part of it. But the way that you make money is scheduling gigs, getting in clients, like bringing business in the actual business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So your business, you, if you compartmentalize it, this is a consulting. The consulting and lawyer thing is like you have the finder, minder, grinder theory. Yeah. So you like a Neapolitan ice cream. Mm-hmm. So you nice little parfait for you. So you're gonna transition into that. So the finder is the business development, the minder is the person in the office doing like a lot of the paperwork. Uh, in a law firm, it's a way. It's kind of fucked up, but it, the way they they want they keep you in those lanes forever if they can. Yeah. My thing is I want you to be skilled at all three eventually, but basically finder business development minder. You're the guy in the office or gal in the office uh, doing a lot of the the grunt work, a lot of the paperwork, a lot of the contracts or something like that. Yeah. And then the grinders are the guys in in the uh, in the courtroom laying it down. Mm -hmm. And that's to me, that's more of the strategy for here. That's more of the strategy stuff. That's the more of the I'm going to go speak at this college class on behalf of everything, even though that's technically probably business development. But not really. It's more about getting the voice out there and, yeah. and being being that person. So as that I transitioned more to that grinder part, mm-hmm. I'll have someone being ta- someone taking care of business development a little bit more. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's a scary jump to take though for someone in a small business to to let go, like to let go of the reins, to know you have somebody that's gonna. And that that's part of it. You I you just have to call them out eventually. A tough love style and go. You don't know how to delegate. Yeah. And some people are too type. They go, I'm type A. And I go, what do you think that means? Just like I ask people, what do you think SEO means? You yeah. know, like, and they go, I just got to have my hands on everything. And I'm like, how how well is that working out for you? Like you're losing money right so, now. So a lot of my job is really occupational therapist. Because uh, we do weekly meetings in the beginning with, with every client. Yeah. And they have to do them. Um, because because of this. Vocational therapist. Occupational oh, therapy yeah. is like physical therapy. With is it? With your hands. That's what I meant. Vocational. Yeah. Anyway, because when you own your own business, you have no one to talk to. It's true. Y- that's why a lot of them have therapists. Right. Like professional therapists. So that's why we started it really going like, all right, we have to do a weekly meeting. I'm going to give you updates, but I also want to, if you need someone to go, hey, is this crazy? Uh, you can ask me crazy shit. You keep that line open what's your cutoff like i don't want people calling you at midnight it hasn't it hasn't gotten bad okay no 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 i know i i'm pretty strict on that part good uh i i i don't promise anything after like six o'clock okay uh, actually five now that we have the kid yeah so i don't promise anything any call unless there's no emergency stuff we're really doing no one's dying unless it's like an online advertising campaign that's gone awry or something like that it went rogue and if that happens, that's something where I can pop in and fix it. Yeah. But I, I can do it from my phone now, which is awesome. Um, hmm. This guy hijacked this uh, this podcast. All right. No. So back back to um, the hiring part is I go, you. everybody knows that line of like it costs what nine times more to hire someone mm-hmm. than bring someone up. So a lot of people don't think about like, I think about it like a baseball team. Like, I 
I want this person to come up. I want to teach them things along the way. Mm-hmm. There's a great book, The Extra 2%. I had not read it. It's about the, the Tampa Bay Rays mm-hmm. um, and their ability to uh, use Moneyball for that, that side. Mm-hmm. They go, don't ignore that, but it's not everything. Managerial experience matters too. Mm-hmm. I give it to all my clients because I think it's a, a really good book about how to manage at a big scale. So they talk about like, you get a pitcher, Scott Casimir, you get them, you put them in single A ball. Uh, what they old school practice is every manager along the way up to the big leagues will teach them their, their way of, of coaching, mm-hmm. which is not good. So they have, so the Rays had a plan for each person that was coming up and it never wavered. So they go at, at single A, you're going to teach them, you're going to hone down his fastball. Uh, at double A, you're going to work on the curve. At triple A, he's going to work on his knuckleball or whatever. So just like an increase in skill set based on the level. Exactly. That's impressive. But they start, he's a, he's a fireballer, so they start with what he's really good at and okay. really hone that. So then he always has that, that core to go back to mm-hmm. of his skills, which gives you more com- real confidence. That should carry over, but it doesn't right now what? in the corporate world. Just like that kind of way, because so many people are just – well, now you're promoted to manager, and they've never managed. Right. And they have no idea what they're doing. Right. So that's that thing of, like, I, if if I had my druthers I, in doing it that way, i go, you have to take an improv course. you got to take an eight-week one. Mm-hmm. and You're, you're gonna either going to sink or swim. You're going to, yeah, you're going to hate it, but this is part, this is going to be part of you being a manager and yeah. leading a team is you're going to do that. You're going to do a bunch of weird stuff I think's valuable. You're going to yeah. have to read that book. Mm-hmm. And Joe Madden's a baller. You'll read it and you'll be like, "Fuck, that guy's awesome." Um, what other things in hiring and kind of the ageism stuff? So, one thing it's kind of like a sidebar conversation, though. Is this has all been sidebars? I know we're going it overlapping. We're still under the same umbrella, but one of the topics I actually really hate, and it's to a fault sometimes of my own, is corporate politics. I like to keep business completely separate. So like, and I know some people don't like to do that, but if I'm going to hang out with my husband or my kid, you're not coming to my living room. Like you're not coming to my house. I have my own set of friends. I keep things completely in different buckets. And that's hard when you get to a certain level where you have to network and everything else. Um, But I don't like how sometimes it's perceived in the office of, well, I'm just going to go it's very it's very selective at the top of who I'm going to go to and why mm-hmm. as opposed to based off skill set. So because I don't partake in the after hour drinking of wine, you're going to choose somebody that has a lesser skill set than realizing that person's better for the job. Right. I don't like the sh- look, I can schmooze all day when I'm being paid for it and it has to do with networking mm-hmm. and I can also give really good criticism constructively to help somebody grow within a company but if I don't always agree with you I think a lot of people like the people that agree with them and that's the part that I don't like because if oh I'm gonna take this person in my wing or I'm gonna make sure they get the promotion because they always agree with me and they're very likable I I could care less if I'm likable I want to make sure that we're doing what's best for everybody to grow and it's tough because it's literally either you're on this side of the fence or you're on this side yeah, that's tough. I I haven't been in a corporate environment since I was at a 
dimensional fund advisors and mutual fund company, index fund yeah. company. I, so I do remember a lot of that. Like you got to buddy up to someone. You got to do the happy hours. Even even the like going to work out with the the boss. Yeah. And doing all this crazy. But at the same time, it's tough. The corporate, I feel like it's a little bit more, the lines are very. Mm-hmm. They're very cut and dry. You, <coughs> I almost had to use improv as a way yeah. to fake it or make it in this one area of my life because sure. I was, I, I don't have a poker face. Like if I don't like something, you can immediately tell that like, look, that's like a horrible idea. Like my tiny cup of coffee. Basically, I was like, what are we doing yeah. here? Like. You can just tell because I'm very you look blunt. like you saw a dead baby deer. You're like, like oh my god, this is what's going on with that? Mm-hmm. It'll make you feel like a giant, though. Uh, I know. Yeah, I got small kicker hands. It Perfect. Feels great. Oh, your size. Good visuals for a podcast. Perfect. <laughs> I like it. Um, so it's harder, but that's the only thing that I don't like. I wish more people would take the time to find those people that actually have the education and experience behind their knowledge to really better their company, as opposed to not taking the time and not really caring yeah 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 it's tough i mean <coughs> it's all politics. that's not i don't know if that ever goes away really i don't think it does it's i just hate we it. are humans at the end of at the end of all of that but you know what even if i don't like you let's say you and i weren't even friends that i hated you uh-huh. i would still recognize your skill and talent enough. i'm sorry about fifth grade yeah we're gonna go back to that <laughs> i would still recognize your skill and basically your value to say you know, he's got to be the point guy on that. Like, you have to use him. If you don't, we're going to fail. Yeah. I would, there's a lot of people that can't take emotion out of decision making, whether you're on a community board, if you're in an association or at work, and they make it based off of, well, I don't want to hurt their feelings. And as a female, it comes off as, um, you're a bitch. I'm a cold hearted bitch. Yeah. I, and I, it has nothing to do with that. I know. I, I do. As much as like I don't like the lean, I like the lean in idea. No, uh, no, the no. idea, the idea, okay. the idea. Thank you. Not, not the marketing of it. No, because um, they went to celebrities immediately to push the message, which almost negated the point. Well, they should have gone to companies that were owned by women or CEOs or leadership positions of women, but they're idiots. So and they keep went going. to w- the ones they did. They went to like Marissa Mayer, Yahoo, or something like that, mm-hmm. or whatever her name is. Um, yeah. <coughs> but the, uh, I, I do think there is, there is something to that psychology that if you are, let's say more on the Asperger's spectrum about decisions, mm-hmm. uh, as a, as a woman, you will get, th- you still get that a lot. And I know from a lot of people that have like, uh, I mean, I don't have to be PC about it, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm thinking in PC. I think you got me in corporate world talk uh but like if you have like a uh a latin latin american latino 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 boss yeah those guys are still very much dicks to women in the corporate setting Mm -hmm. um old school mentality Mm -hmm. um that's gonna take a while to kind of wash out some of that yeah (coughs) not saying all by the way yeah, Our video partner all. across the hall is great. He's a great manager. He's from Dominican Republic. I talk to him every day. Blah blah blah. All that. I have one black friend. I'm not. That's <laughs> what I'm doing right now. Yeah. No. Uh, I I've got I've got a lot because of comedy. Um, I hung out with all whiteies growing up, and then 
gotten to stand up and we all now we look like a game of guess who perfect all my friends in the comedy glasses and a beard yeah but it's like i looked at all the cigar city comedy comedians in our group and it was like oh we look like casting out of a sitcom like it's the most one person from every kind of ethnic group um all right we i mean anything else before we this went by too fast yeah i think we covered a lot I, th- I hope everybody Wage gap? Any of that? I don't God. Thigh gap? Can't even oh, thigh gap? Mm, that's a hard topic. What about wage thigh gap? Mm, that could be a thing <laughs> for sure. Uh, wage gap? So you, wage so gap, I have my own theory on, and people are going to hate me for this. It's, 90 I don't it's 97 cents to the dollar is really, really the closer one. So here's my argument, and okay. people are going to hate me. Why? I don't think women are paid less. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I think... That based on your experience, and there are women out there in the corporate world that actually have this same mentality, it's based off of your experience and how long you've been with that organization. Yeah. Like if there's a guy that does the same thing I do, I do, and I say, well, he gets paid more. Yeah, no shit. He's been at the company for five years, and he's had an annual review that's bumped him up. You just started. You may have experience, but they're not going <laughs> to assess you on that, you idiot. You know what? That's never brought up. I didn't think about that until right now. Uh when is the scenario ever exactly the same, <laughs> the same job, if my the same tenure? best friend who's a guy and I graduated from Auburn with the exact same degree, no experience, and got an entry-level position in our industry, the starting wage should be the exact same for both of us. Bazinga, that's it. And y'all had this no extracurriculars in college. You had the same GPA. And no internships, no experience, no nothing. But, uh, so... They say, and the White House promotes it as 78 cents on the dollar still, and I, I think that's fucked up because, A, it doesn't it doesn't empower women. It makes you bummed out, uh, if anything. It's not, right. it's, it's, it, it makes more of a sad sack kind of scenario where you go, well, fuck it, why, why should I even try anyway? Kind yeah, of I'm thing. just going to lose. There's more, that, that attitude's going to happen a lot more than being like, well, I'm going to go against the grain. Yeah. That's harder, mm-hmm. um, but they say like it's voluntary. So women are more educated now uh, yeah. than men. Um, higher education too, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're talking uh, grad, grad school and beyond. Yeah, post secondary. Um, and so they say it's voluntary stuff. Like I'm experiencing this with my wife, who's right. If you take leave of absence for having a baby, yeah. or if you take a job where. You want to have more flexibility with your children. Like, there's teachers. Yeah. You know what's awesome about being a teacher? And I have teacher friends, so don't kill you me. You work 90 days a year? Basically, you work all the time. Mm, and the no. perception the perception is you get off when school is out. But you also have to make up because you make less. So, usually, they have second jobs as summer. But people going into teaching, the perception is that they will have more time to spend at home. And it's not... That's the other that pay. But you really don't. But the whole reason they're paid that much is because of what you do. Three fourths of the year. (laughs) Well, I I don't I don't understand the teachers teachers wage thing when you get literally like a third of the year off. People at McDonald's. When they want a higher minimum wage, there's robots now. (coughs) They're taking those jobs. I'm like, oh, you you helped them do that. (laughs) Like, in in a way. Like they've had that, it's it's not like they made those machines within a week, right? Right in Seattle when that happened, 
uh, about the wage stuff being $15 an hour. It's not like McDonald's is like, oh, shit, we've got to make a an ATM for us in a week. They had that shit ready to go. They just – it's hard to roll that out. Or their development team was like, we need to start charging – Twenty dollars for the Big Mac so that we can pay people more. Like, oh yeah, well no, that, that's, that's not it. That's the other part of it. Um, but I'm saying like, once that PR shit went under fire, they're like, oh well, fuck it. Uh, we already have this ready to go. We wanted to do this. You just sped it up by five years. Yeah, it's uh, <coughs> so it's crazy. Any uh, anything to plug? CrownGinger.com. Crown dash ginger. Um, well, yeah, that's the blog, but. It's uh, it's good. It's got I do a bunch of different stuff on there, and then I'll promote mainly different things within the area. Um, not too much, I think. You gotta come back in every every month or so, every couple months, something yeah. like that. We'll start doing yeah, because we had three little side things just from this one, so we'll have to schedule the next yeah, one I know. to be Th- earlier. This I I get on Tangent Highway, and this could have gone f- four hours for sure. Right, but I try to. I we try to keep it to it. about an hour. Well, I got other, I gotta, I gotta cram some work the rest of the day. Yeah, you're, he's important. He's got things to do with his tiny coffee. <laughs> tiny coffee. It's you could call it tiny. I call it girthy. I have a grande. You have a pequeño. I have a girthy. Uh, what's girthy in Spanish? Oh, I don't even want to know. Why would you want to know the answer? Because that that? that's my New Year's resolution: is to use to girthy be more. Be girthy. No, use the word girthy more. I'll get you a shirt. So I, I say, please, it'd be awesome. So like. If uh, I say currency. like, "Hey, your your revenues, your extra girthy, your reve- <laughs> this quarter, yeah, your revenue from the online ads we've been doing is looking really girthy." Look, and then they're like, "What?" Efficiency has tripled your girth. And I'm like, "Oh, it, it's doing really well. You got a lot, a lot for you." Yeah. So uh, that's my game within the game. You gotta have some fun when you're doing boring stuff. So, uh, all right. Yeah.